Afternoons with Pepper Hudson. Pepper Hudson. And now, Consumer Talk, featuring Wendy Nola. And it's always such a pleasure for us to have Wendy Nola with us in studio. So welcome back to Cape Town. Thanks, Pippa. Always love being here. We're going to be tackling the issue of ticket resellers and some of the perils and pitfalls of buying from these sites in just a moment. So if you have found yourself on the losing end of one of those transactions, or in fairness, if you've had a good experience with them that you'd like to share with us, give us a call on 021-446-0567 or leave a voice note on 072-567-1567. Then after Fafest One, it's an open line where you can phone in with any consumer query at all. Before we get to the ticket resetting, though, Wendy, uh, I was intrigued to receive an email yesterday informing us that we're getting our first 24-hour shopping channel. It is uh, going live on DSTV on the 1st of June, mm. TV Mall on Channel 173. <laughs> and I immediately saw a little gold mine of consumer talk stories uh, starting. Yeah, I was going to say, I can see my inbox expanding mm. as we speak. Yeah, Not to be... <laughs> okay, uh, about it, but yes, online selling um, just does lend itself to to these kinds, to uh, well, all kinds of problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for those who are interested, I mean, I, I clearly remember when I was living in the states in the early 1980s, TV shopping was huge. There were l- dozens of channels, channels and you could yes. watch them 24 seven, and they made very compelling cases for the products they were selling. I remember as a child constantly being bombarded with messaging about toys and and branded stuff. Uh, but anyway, uh, like it or love it or, lo- or hate it, it is coming on the 1st of June to Channel 173. Uh, uh, TV Mall, the press release tells us, is going to broadcast live for six hours of the day. And then you guessed it, the rest is going to be repeats uh, <laughs> um, and promos. Uh, but those six hours are going to be broken up between um, the sort of early morning peak of 6 to 8 a.m., uh, midday, 12 till 2, and then again in the evenings from 8.30 until 10.30 with repeats in between um, and uh, the TV Mall says you will be able to respond to that advertising by making purchases online on a mobile app or through a call centre. Um, as I said I foresee all kinds of, of potential pitfalls here and I'm sure that we will be chatting once we've had a chance to look at it Wendy and take a look at some of the selling te- techniques being used etc but if anybody has been a TV shopper and wants to tell us about that experience you're welcome to communicate with us today. Are you somebody who responds to televised ads uh, with an immediate buying decision have you bought stuff in response to the what what are the big the i've gone blank now with a, a very market very et cetera, are known for doing it's it it's interesting though because yeah. when you know we've since we, we've had this tv show the tv channels before in a, in a sort of um less expensive uh, format, format but yeah. but now we've got the take a lot so that you know online shopping has become um, a thing, whereas you know, when when these TV channels, shopping channels began, um, that wasn't we didn't, there. Yes, so it's, yeah. it's going to be interesting to see whether that still has a place, and and what kind of person would shop like that rather than just going onto a website, a website, and, doing it that and way. Do, yeah, quite intriguing. Anyway, let's let's withhold judgment for now. <laughs> Although mm-hmm. I've been just very judgmental, haven't I? But we, it, it goes live on the first of June, so I'm, I'm looking forward to getting a look at it and seeing what kind of stuff is being marketed, uh, with what strategies and how people are going to respond to it. And I'm speaking as someone who prefers to record everything I watch, Wendy, so that I can fast forward through the ads. For me, there is nothing other than research for a show that would make me watch such a channel. No, but then clearly we're not alone. I mean, we we watch the only ones that that uh, um, there are others that like to watch that sort of thing. I don't I don't quite get it, but there must be a market for it, or they wouldn't invest in it. Exactly. Okay. So watch this space. Yes. Right. Okay. Let's get back to the main issue of the day and and the, the the topic of ticket reselling. Over to you, Wendy. Okay, so 
You go online to buy tickets to a rugby game, a concert or a show or entertainment event. We've just been talking about how we shop like this now. And with a few clicks, you've got the seats you wanted at a good price. But do you? So along with consumers across the world, many South Africans are discovering the downside of buying tickets via ticket, the the ticket reselling site via GoGo. I see that word, and, I, and I, I'm sure I'm not alone in wanting to say via Gogo, but this is nothing to do <laughs> it's with not grannies. Your Gogo, no? Yeah, no, okay. so it's via Gogo, and I think it's fair to say that most won't have done their homework on what via Gogo is before buying tickets on the platform, and it normally pops up first when you do a search. So, what is it? It's essentially an online marketplace for the reselling of tickets. It was founded in London in t- 2006, now based in Switzerland. Um, and Viagogo has a network of more than 60 global websites with customers in 160 countries. So on its website, it explains how it works like this. Viagogo aims to provide buyers with the widest possible choice of tickets to events and enables sellers to reach a global audience. Once buyer and seller have entered into a transaction, Viagogo ensures everything goes smoothly. Viagogo is not the ticket seller and all transactions are between the buyers and sellers. Right. And there lies the rub. Yeah. Therein lies the rub because it's claimed that many of the sellers on the site are, in fact, not fans who've made another plan who can't make the show for whatever reason and want to recover their funds, but via GoGo acting as a modern day, highly sophisticated tout. Mm. So, um, okay, it, it's interesting to, I mean, we're going to hear it from a case study in just a moment of somebody who's with us in studio to share his experience. Mm-hmm. But before we get to that, I mean, it's interesting to see that pushback is starting not just from the consumers, Wendy, but from uh, the, some of the, the hosts stars. of these events and the stars. Yes. Uh, Ed Sheeran's one of them. He's yeah. been very vocal Adele, about it. Adele's another one. So, for example, Ed Sheeran has declared war on, on the likes of, of Viagogo. Those attending his concerts in Manchester this very week have been asked to buy new face value tickets, face value being the tickets that, that the, the concert promoters and we'll the stars themselves will sell them at, at 80 pounds on arrival if theirs were purchased through Viagogo, as those would be deemed invalid. So like obviously some fans are not happy. Um, the the uh, stars are saying, we'll help you get your money back. Um, but others are, are seeing it for what it is, a bid to actually stop the abuse of fans because the fans are losing out through these tickets being snatched up first and then resold at, at a double vastly inflated plus. rate. Yeah. yeah. So Sheeran's tour promoters warned fans last July already that those who had purchased unauthorized Viagogo tickets would not be allowed entry to the concerts. Um, and he says, I hate the idea of people paying more than face value for tickets when you can get them at face value. Yeah. So back in 2012, Britain's Channel, Channel 4 uh, screened a documentary called The Great Ticket scandal revealing, thanks to a reporter who worked undercover for Viagogo, that some of the world's largest music promoters had prevented thousands of face value tickets from being available to the average fan by siphoning them straight off to the so-called fan-to-fan resale site to be sold at huge markups. It's a highly controversial operation that's facing legal and regulatory challenges in many countries. Just yesterday, the UK's Advertising Standards Authority found that Viagogo broke that country's advertising rules mm. because its quoted prices do not make it clear upfront the additional fees and charges that consumers are required to pay in order to order tickets. So those are a booking fee and, and delivery mainly. And New Zealand's Commerce Commission has been warning consumers not to buy tickets on Viagogo for some time. Two months ago, it intensifies its awareness campaign after getting a rash of complaints from people who'd bought tickets to several concerts, including Celine Dion, Ed Sheeran, and Bruno Mars. And they said, and you'll hear these coming up again and again, uh, the complaints included 
Viagogo making out that they were the official ticket seller instead of a reselling website. Additional fees not being adequately disclosed. Consumers buying tickets that do not have the seating access or other attributes that were advertised. Um, and the consumer manager... Um, of that body. Stuart Wallace was quoted as saying, we suspect consumers type the name of the artist they want to see into a search engine and then just click the first result that appears, which is often via GoGo. And I'm quite sure that's what we're seeing playing out in South Africa because it's a fairly new thing for us and people are doing, you know, are, are unwittingly booking with them. I know it's how, it's what's happening. It almost happened to me, Wendy, last year when I wanted to, I kind of had in my mind I knew Goldfish were going to be playing at Kirsten Bosch yeah. and I couldn't find the email where I'd kept the details. So I went onto Google and I Googled Goldfish Kirsten Bosch. And I, the first link that came up was Viagogo mm-hmm. offering me tickets at a hugely inflated price. And I looked at the price and I just thought, hang on a second, that can't be right. Yeah. Uh, then went and f- eventually found that email, realized uh, that what was being offered was not only vastly inflated, but in fact, the concert was sold out by the official oh, seller. So okay. something very dodgy was going on there. I just walked away from it. But uh, we have with us in studio somebody who didn't have the luxury of walking away or was trying to walk away from the purchase he made on Viagogo uh, so far without success. And uh, I want to say a big thank you to David Proitz, who's joined us in studio today. He's a Londoner who now lives in Cape Town and wants to share with us the absolutely infuriating Infuriating experience he has had uh, buying rugby tickets uh, for a match at Newlands between the Springboks and England. David, afternoon. Thanks for joining us. Hi, thank you for having me. Why don't you briefly tell us what happened? Um, being an Englishman, Englishman living in South Africa <laughs> and a rugby fan, um, as soon as the uh, Springboks England tour was announced, um, I went to get some tickets. There's, there's a lot of English people live in this town. I thought they're going to be hard to get. Interestingly, neither CompuTicket nor Newlands actually had them up on for sale at the time, but mm-hmm. the very first um, website that came up on the Google search in, uh, window for Springboks rugby tickets, June 23rd, is Viagogo. I'd never heard of them. I've never dealt with them before. So I went online, bought some tickets. Using their very own uh, stadium plan that they have, I tagged up tickets on the grandstand side, front tier of blocks between sections C to F, which are between the 22-yard lines or metre lines. So um, quite prime seats in a really seating, good viewing location. In the front. Yeah. You wanted yeah. to do it properly. Yeah, you know, and wear a white shirt, <laughs> um, which I bought back specially with me on my last trip from the UK. Um, so anyway, the tickets uh, on the checkout procedure, the... Um, confirmation came back was that I'd bought four tickets in the lower tier. Which, which is what you wanted. Which is what I guessed meant the lower tier. Uh, Twelve we- uh, Plus there was an add-on charge for a secure courier signed for delivery as well. Okay. Um, Twelve weeks later, an email arrived from Viagogo telling me that these things had changed to an e-ticket. I could download them and the courier fees would be reimbursed back onto my credit card, which they did. Oh, I wonder how much they make on that over 12 that weeks. <laughs> period, yeah. Globally. Um, anyway, upon downloading the tickets, I am one tier back up in the stands, right in somewhere called Block H, which is behind the tri-line. So nowhere near where you indicated you wanted to sit? Uh, not even remotely near. Yeah. Um, going back onto there, so this was questioned with Viagogo, who's... Normal response is, thank you very much, the tickets you have bought are valid. 
End of story. End of story. Yeah. In other words, you can get into the stadium. Uh, possibly. <laughs> um, so anyway, with this to and fro for a number of days with cut and paste replies coming back from Viagogo, um, I then contacted my credit card company in the UK and opened up a uh, disputed transaction case with them. Moving further on, looking at the map that both Newlands and CompuTicket have of the stadium layout, all the tiers and all the seatings are named. Mm. Look at the Viagogo one. There is no naming on it whatsoever. So I think that's very misleading. Well, it, it leaves them... Allows them to do that. The yes. ability to just go, will you order some ticket up, tickets up vaguely in that area? We've got you some here. Too bad. Yeah. So, so you are sitting with tickets. The money's gone off your credit card. You've been sent the tickets, but they're not the tickets you thought you were buying. Um, and uh, essentially, you feel not only horribly misled, David, but you, you're sitting in a position now where you're not going to be able to watch the game and have the experience that you hope to have. And you've spent a large amount of money for it. Uh, I have, actually. The tickets, there's no mention of the face value upon checkout. Mm. Um, and looking now at the Newlands stroke CompuTicket site... Um, they are some. Not only have I been put in a far lesser expensive uh, seating area than I'd already booked for, I'm paying about four times the price for them. Yeah. Okay. Sure. So, I mean, I know you've tried to get uh, get a refund from them, and as you said, you've been refunded that courier fee, but nothing else. And and I love the analogy you used, David. David said it's equivalent to you ordered a a David Bowie CD, and they sent you a Rolling Stones one, and said, "Well, you've received the CD, so you got what you paid for." Yeah. It's a rough Basically, band. yeah, they've you know you've got some tickets. I have had them checked with CompuTicket, who scanned mm. them, and apparently they are valid. Uh, just not in the place that I paid for. Just not where you thought you were paying to sit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you, yeah, so you've received a lesser value seat. And they're just uh, not willing to engage over it. Yeah. I mean, we've had a tweet already from Martin saying, thanks for doing this talk on the secondary ticket market. Uh, there is, uh, There are good secondary ticket suppliers out there. Martin reckons Ticketmaster and StubHub UK are, are good sites, but there are lots of people sending us messages detailing exactly what's happened to David uh, and all of them around Viagogo. Here is somebody who said... It's Albert on the WhatsApp saying, my cat Stevens tickets, 7,000 rand to 9,000 rand paid for the wrong venue and the wrong date when the tickets were received. He also says Cape Town 7's tickets were hugely inflated on the site as well. A uh, couple of people mentioning the cat Stevens uh, one. And then we've had an international ex- uh, example come through from John on the email who bought tickets, uh, Wendy, for a, a concert in July in Italy. He wanted to go and see mm. Andrea Bocelli uh, and purchased two tickets, uh, pay- uh, paid over. 7,000 rand for them and is now no longer able to go to, to the concert and you would think that Viagogo being a reselling site he would be able to try and resell them on Viagogo but uh, not so there is just nobody uh, contactable See, that it for seems, me makes yeah. the whole thing a, fan, a farce because they're saying it's a fan to fan ticket um, trading platform really so now he has someone who actually does want to do just to, that yeah. and is having a problem so you do have to wonder i went onto the site this morning um and f- looked at tickets for for the uh, springbok english uh, england uh, game on the 23rd of june um to see at what point all those extra fees come up and it's quite far along the process so you start off with i just picked random quite good tickets 890 rand yeah. each um and then by the time you get through the whole process, though, there's a booking fee of 282 rand and a delivery fee of 168 rand per ticket. Doesn't matter 
how, how many, many you buy, which is yeah. ludicrous. So that 890 rand ticket became um, 1,340 rand. Ooh. So now you start to see how this the, the, these exorbitant these prices are, are arrived at. Okay. And yeah, and, and the plus is a thing um, things flashing saying um, this is you got one minute and these are almost Hot gone. Tickets, and yes. only four left. So you're I'm under not, pressure. I'm yes. on the site right now, and the one thing that keeps on changing is three tickets left, two yes. tickets left. Buy now, recently sold. Mm-hmm. There's that the added flashing FOMO, red FOMO. pressure. Yeah. Yes. Cape Talk. Consumer Talk. Call us now on 021-446-0567. Thanks so much, Wesley. And thank you, Jenny and DeBron on WhatsApp, asking exactly the question I was about to ask David, because she says, if it's on your credit card, can't you reverse the transaction? I always thought that credit cards were your safety net. David, have you tried to do uh, – what's, what's the t- it's term It's called chargeback. Chargeback, charge yes. Uh, yes, there's a whole list of correspondence currently on its way to um, – Coventry, uh, Mastercard in Coventry in the UK, okay, which, which is, is where, where the cards, cards registered. Yeah. So, fingers crossed. It's a tricky one though because um, it works best when you haven't got what you ordered at all. That's very clear cut. Yes. But this is a grey area where you've been supplied, and they're saying you got lower tier. So it, it is it's what it's you bought. Yes. Yeah. So now you have a much bigger fight on your hand to prove that it's not exactly what. Um, you were led to believe you were getting, but but I I mean having read your correspondence, I think you've got you know you've put up a very valid argument, David. So please keep us I will. posted on <laughs> that. Yeah. yeah. And Martin, thank you. I sent a follow up tweet just saying those two sites he recommended, StubHub UK and Ticketmaster, are British sites good for shows in Europe. But uh, his his take is never touch Viagoga. I was burnt by them as well. It's a disgrace. Grant asking, can't you speak to Newland Stadium and ask them to refuse Viagogo tickets? Surely they must be able to control their own sales, he but asks. Dale, I, I, having researched this, um, the the um, shows themselves and the stadiums will say that they aren't aware of this is happening. It's not happening, with certainly not with their permission in, in most cases. I, I would anticipate that that's what they would say. Have you got alternative tickets, though, David, or are you not going to miss the game over this, surely? Uh, no, I might buy some tickets through my local computer oh, ticket store go. so I can wear my white shirt at the yes. ground. Right. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, We've got uh, two listeners on the line, Wendy, who want right. to share their own experiences with us. Uh, I'm first going to say hello to Judy Lynn. Uh, Judy Lynn, you got hooked uh, with the Santana concert, I believe. Good afternoon. Hi. Yes, I did, Papa. Tell us what happened. Um, basically, my son had phoned me in the evening. I think it was a Friday evening. and said, oh, Mom, are you going to Santana? So I said, no, I, haven't. I didn't even know they were here. So anyway, I went, as soon as I put down the phone, I went and I, I basically Googled. I went Santana, Cape Town, tickets. And um, it came up, the site came up. So then they had the option of two tickets, 750 Rand or 1,200 Rand. So I said to my husband, Richard, she said, go for the 750, which I did. Then suddenly I was like on the site that it kept like going eight tickets left, six tickets. So you felt like you were kind of gambling. Yeah, yeah. Like you were. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I kept like kind of going through this thing. And then eventually I said, well done, you've got the tickets. And then that was it. And then uh, that night at about 12 o'clock, I kind of sat up straight. I don't know if it was a message from heaven or something that said to me. And I checked my email and it said, you've got tickets well done. And I gave the whole details. It was 304 euros. 
Ooh. I worked that out. Four, four thousand. Well, I didn't work it out actually. Judy Lynn showed 4, me her stamp. Well, uh, four thousand six hundred and sixty. <laughs> so you, you thought you were buying the at seven hundred and sixty, and you oh. were charged four thousand six hundred and sixty. Wow. Exactly. Okay. So I kind of was very worried, so I went on my NetBank app and tried to cancel like the payment like straight away. But uh, anyway, I thought it had gone through. Then I couldn't sleep the whole night, so I phoned Ned Bank at uh, like well oh eight six oh whatever the number mm-hmm. is, and the guy said, "No, the amount's gone through." So I said, "Well, what do I do?" So he said, "No, you must lodge a fraud thing." So I went through that whole process, and then they came back to me and said, "No, there's nothing we can do about it." I got hold of big concerts. I they also gave me like a ah oh, it was everybody you know you went through and then via gaga even uh, and then they just go oh no like they don't even ask you yeah so, so, so you um, went to the concerts yeah, i went yeah then what happens the tickets arrived they they sent you these nice are we going to deliver your tickets aramex bought them and then they arrived 754 rand tickets each so, so that was one five Whatever. So it was printed. Then, sorry, Judy. Printed on the ticket was a value of the seven hundred sure, and fifty yes, rand that you I've thought you'd ordered. I've, I've actually, I've actually got that amount. It's printed, but I paid four thousand whatever. So, so well, it, you you it would have cost you one thousand five hundred and fifty for the two, and you paid four six six zero. So that is exactly do the maths there. That's three. and then my name wasn't even on the tickets. It was some other guy. Well, that's name. the reselling oh, part. Yeah, but yeah, where okay, they so where then the, we were worried. Where the three hundred and four so euros. I do not know. Yeah. 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 So then what I did, I went back to, well, my husband went to check, uh, shop right checkers because they sell tickets. And they, he said, are these authentic? Because we thought we're not going to drive all the way to Cape Town because we're from Stellenbosch. Should, uh, anyway, they said, no, they're not fine. So we go in and we kind of get through. And then we end up being right at the top. And <sighs> I booked for middle tier, but that was like top tier. Um, in Like literally... And I still said to my husband on the way there, should I wear a Via Gogger big green sign? Don't buy Via Gogger. Yeah, yeah, well, you've just done the equivalent <laughs> of that yes. sign on, on air, Judy Lynn. Two, Thanks for calling us. So not only was she radically overcharged, rand a ticket. but she was also given uh, a lousy seat. seat have, uh, well, that was the not, element. Yeah. That's, I'm hearing that for the first time now, that element of her story. That's just, that's just the cherry on top. Oh, okay. We've also got Rita on the line from Milk Boss. You've also had a bad experience with Via Gogger, Rita. What happened? Good afternoon. <laughs> Hi, Pippa. It wasn't me. Um, my husband and a colleague of his went on a business trip to New Zealand recently, so they wanted to go and watch the Crusaders play the Bulls at um, um, Christchurch. And his uh, colleague also bought tickets. I think they were costing like 3,000 3, rand or something. I need to get to New Zealand to be told, sorry, these are not valid. You need to buy uh, face value tickets, so, which they had to do when they got to Christchurch. See, that would be the sporting version of what Ed Sheeran's doing, I think. And New Zealand, as I mentioned have earlier, they are, being, yeah, they are going hell for leather uh, um, against Viagogo and, and warning um, consumers. Okay, so, so Rita, again, I'm really sorry. And uh, Rita and Julie Lynn and the others sending us SMSs, I, I feel awful that so many people have been, uh, been hit in this way. But thank you for sharing the story so that we can warn everybody else. I mean, what is the bottom line for, for consumers? Uh, Wendy, my, my instinctive response is I'm never, ever, ever going to buy anything through Viagogo. Well, but that would be mine. Step but, one, but what are steps two and three to keep well, everyone I safe? Well, I think, first of all, to find out what the face value of the ticket are. I mean, if you're really desperate and they're, they're the only ones that have got tickets to whatever, you know, find, no, go in with your eyes wide open. So know you're dealing with a reselling site um, and know 
before you start putting in all your details and going through all of that, know what what the delivery fee and what the what the um, booking fee and all of, what the total charge is going to be. Um, yes, before you hit that final. Before you hit, button. and then know that it's a bit of a tatama chance because you might not get the seats in the spot that you wanted them, as in David and many other people's experience. It's just really, really. It's a really risky, risky transaction. Is the bottom line. And I think line. if people just realise. Um, that you know to understand what reselling sites are all about and how they operate and and to go in with their eyes wide open um if they still want to but i think the problem has been that people just haven't understood the business model and haven't understood exactly what it is that they're dealing with yeah. you know um so and and in the uk they are just absolutely there is just such a lot going on there i mean they, it happened with sacred things like last night of the proms and even a leonardo da vinci exhibition oh, um yeah so so people there's there's a lot of um anger and a lot of um uh, resistance going on there and it's going to start fil- filtering around um i think they've they've managed to make a lot of money in a relatively short, short space, space of time, time yeah. but i think now things um might start unraveling a little bit and yeah. the first step towards that of course is, is consumer awareness interesting question here on the whatsapp line from someone asking how does via gogo manage to get hold of these tickets in the first place because the rugby seven sold out so quickly compute ticket restricts the number that can be purchased by a single person and in spite of this they seem to be sitting on piles and piles yeah. of tickets well this investigation that i mentioned i watched that great mm big ticket scandal or whatever it was called and, and I really it's worth watching googling it's about 40 minutes um, they had people undercover working in these places and they did two things that were, were, were unethical there was this sort of backroom deal where they would get these huge allocations via 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 so they would get them um, you know at, literally as they went on sale and so somebody yeah. would go on and waited up all night with the finger on the you know and then couldn't get and then within minutes they'd go on to Viagogo and then and they would the tickets, be yeah. but ex- in, inflated right and then this one guy actually had a, a drawer full of credit cards, and they actually just literally bought as if they were <sighs> private fans. New, new, a new customer and each it's, time. It's, it's the modern version of the tout in the in the Mac on the street corner, offering before you a, the a internet. For Phantom of the Opera yes. tonight. Yeah. Yes. So that's that's the, that's what makes this so controversial, and that it was put up. It was it was. Um, Sold as a, you know a, a lovely online platform for fans to exchange tickets to resell, and actually, it's become um, something a lot more it, devious. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hughes at your peril. Uh, David, thanks for sharing your story with us, and I hope you will get to the rugby Pleasure. despite your white jersey. We won't hold <laughs> yeah. it against you. Well, I think uh, I might have keep to change it to a green one at this rate. Green yeah. and gold. <laughs> but please keep in touch and let us know if you get any feedback from them. The yeah. chargeback Thank issue, you. please. Okay. Thank you, David. The chargeback issue and um, anything else that happens, we'll see. Thank Watch you. the space. I think we haven't heard the end of the story just yet. Consumer Talk. Open Line. We will move into the open line segment where you can phone on any consumer issue, 021-446-0567. Still getting messages about Viagogo here. Here's another cons- customer whose bank refused to, to do the chargeback thing because the transaction was more than three months old uh, uh, by the time they received that. the tickets. Yeah. Oh, no. Think about it. David said it was 12 yes. weeks before they mailed That's them to true. him. So that is possibly and of course deliberate. If, if the event, exactly. And if the event is, is, is quite a way off, you're not going to really panic, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We've got a voice note. That's come through, I think, as well. Let's take a listen. Hi, Pippa. I was caught in exactly the way that you described. A site popped up. I thought it was the site that I wanted. I went online and I booked tickets for um, The Sound of Music. 
When I discovered what the prices were, I paid it thinking that that was what the prices were. Then I discovered what the face value price was. So I went back and I told them that I wanted to, to resell the tickets. Of course, there was some fee involved. I'm not sure exactly what it was. And I then went back to CompuTicket and bought re, bought some more tickets for Sound of Music, which we then did use. My tickets, my original tickets bought from Viagogo were rich, were eventually sold by them uh, and they deducted some or other um, penalty or fee reg, uh, uh, fee for, for doing the selling. And then they wouldn't give me my money back. It has to go into my PayPal account. And PayPal mm -hmm. won't give it to me unless I open a bank account in the USA. Oh, no. And no. how do I do that? So I've got about 6,000 rand oh. sitting in PayPal that I can't use unless I purchase something via PayPal. I'm disgusted with Viagogo and bearing in mind that I'm also a pensioner. So I was not charmed. Thanks, Pippa, for a super program and to Wendy Nola as well. This is Caroline in Kenilworth. Caroline, thank you so much. Thanks and I will say there is at least one silver lining to Caroline's cloud because I know at least you managed to get tickets for the show and I know how good that show was. You must have had a good time at least to console you. But, I mean, that is outrageous. That's, so 6,000 rand sitting very indebted use. to her, to Caroline for sharing that part of the story. Because, yes, you can get a refund and you think, okay, well, they have to take a cut, whatever. And then you get to the finish line and it's, oh, no, the 6,000 rand is sitting in your pay, in a PayPal account can't in the you U.S. Can't use it. That is just look. I mean, she could buy Viagogo, okay, but still, still that's just, I mean, yeah, that that yeah. show, wonderful as it was, apparently I've heard from many. Mm. Um, how expensive for a pensioner? Absolutely, Caroline. Thank you so much for for warning us on this one. Pumla had an atrocious experience with Viagogo with one of Trevor Noah's shows. She said they overcharged me in euros, just like our previous caller. Mm. I didn't get the seat that I had booked, and when I took the matter up with Standard Bank, wanting my refund, the bank couldn't help me. I'm still very angry with Viagogo. I don't even want to see their name in my computer. I just want to know how I block them. Um, yeah, I don't know if you Plumber. can. Yeah, but uh, I mean, Plumber, again, thank you. Thank you, everyone who's sharing these experiences listening. because everybody else uh, learns to be cautious. It's not only via Gogo. Uh, before we go on to Ashad's call on a completely different topic, Sarah is sending a WhatsApp, and I'm very interested in this, Sarah, because it's a site that I've used quite often. She says, I made a booking through booking.com. And I booked a hotel on the wrong continent by mistake. The hotel had the same name uh. as another one. I cancelled immediately and called Booking.com within five minutes of this happening. And they told me, sorry, that hotel doesn't give any money back. So I've lost 7,000 rand. They just passed the buck and I was lost having to cancel my whole trip. I'm very worried about the ethics of Booking.com. So Sarah admits she made the mistake. She didn't... Yes, read it's as carefully that, as she should. It's the um, downside of of a not going through an agent and b doing it for ourselves online, mm -hmm. which we can do in most aspects of our lives now. But um, I've heard that about um, Booking dot com before, so it is a risk. You need to be very careful. Incidentally, if you have finger trouble when booking an air, a flat, which mm. many people do, especially they um, beware. June and July is a common one because it's J U and J U, yes. and February March is another one because the days of the week are exactly, exactly the, the same. same. Yeah. Um, so the the local airlines will most of them 
um, all of them actually will give you a grace period of 24 hours if you report it and some will not charge you anything to change it and other will charge you a very little fee, much less than the usual hundreds it would cost to change it and rebook. So and obviously you would have to pay whatever the extra cost would be because the different yeah. dates, you know, different prices apply. But if you act quickly and I think that the similar um, um, policy should apply to something like that because it's, I mean, you know, same name. Dif- it's it's, it's, an, e- it's an easy obvious enough, understandable it's not, mistake. It's not yeah. that difficult to do. So I, I think yeah, again, we don't go into these things thinking we're going to get into such trouble. But just to know the policies of the platforms that we're choosing to yeah. do business with. It's interesting though, because Sarah. Um, I, I mean, I literally made a, a booking through Booking dot com on Monday evening. Right. So, <laughs> um, and I've used them before and I've never had a problem. But one of the things that they market themselves on is that there is is very easy cancellation uh no charge to cancel up to three, oh. three weeks before you travel on many uh, but obviously not on all of them um, so they're saying this they're saying here what i'm hearing this, they're it's, saying it's this supplier hotel, dependent yeah. yeah so just be be mindful of that um uh kim in cork bay has immediately whatsapp saying booking.com don't usually take the amount off your card until you actually check in uh, my experience has been either that kim or that they take half when you book and only half when you arrive but but there's a very clear phrase about cancellation policies and, and to give you uh, peace of mind. Yeah. So, so again, Sarah, yeah, thank you very much for, for alerting everyone to be very, very careful uh, to check those details and not assume that what you saw on page one also applies to the mm. hotel on the page three. The smaller the print, the more important for you to read it. Yeah. Okay. Bef- uh, just before we go to Ashad, Moira has got a solution or potential solution for the PayPal issue, I believe. Moira in Gordon's Bay. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Pippa. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Uh, look, I did catch the tail end of the discussion, so I'm not sure whether somebody paid her money and it's sitting in her PayPal account, and now she can't get that money out. So I don't know if I caught the, uh, I only caught the tail end, but if you are paid, like I'm an artist, so I get paid by overseas people and they pay into my, they paid into my PayPal account. Yes. I had the same issue. How the hell do I get this money? From PayPal. Yes. Now, I found out that FNB, I'm a standard bank, a banker, but I don't have an FNB account. They are affiliated with PayPal. They're the only ones in South Africa that are affiliated with PayPal. You go online, you fill out their registration form. If you have a problem, you can go into the bank. They help you with it. You fill it out. It then takes a few days. They obviously FICA you and everything, make sure that the government knows that you are now receiving money from overseas. Yeah. It takes about t- uh, two weeks for that to happen. Then once you've been registered, they let you know, they, they send you an email. Then you log on again to that FNB account that you've created. You don't have a, a bank account with them. You've just got a PayPal mm. FNB account. And Bob's your uncle. Within two weeks of that happening, the money that I had received from America landed in my bank account, my standard bank bank account. So you don't have to be an FNB client to get your money out of PayPal. It's purely this affiliation that they have with PayPal. Moira, thank you so much for that call and thank you. Somebody else has just SMS to say you can draw your money from PayPal uh, through First National Bank Services. Uh, So please go and ask them. So that's, uh, there we go. That's good news at least for that particular person stuck with that. But But at least least it is an option, unlike poor John who is sitting with two tickets for an Andrea Bocelli concert. If anybody wants to go to Andrea Bocelli (laughs) in Lagliatico, Italy on the 30th of July, let us know because we can direct you to some tickets that are looking for a buyer. Okay, we're going to move into the open line segment. Uh, Arshad in Rylands, thank you. You've been holding very patiently. Sorry for the delay, but welcome to the show. No problem at all, Pepper. Thanks so much for taking my call. Sure. Uh, good afternoon to Wendy as well. Hello, Arshad. 
Um, yeah, I've uh, my, my wife actually um, had to take her car in uh, Kia Rio um, for this for 180,000 kilometer service, and um, she eventually managed to get someone from uh, Kia Pardon Island to actually call her back, and they asked for her VIN number, which they inputted onto their system. And she was told that the major service for that car was um, 2,880, roughly about there. Um, I then took the car in myself, and on the morning of taking the car in, they told me that the service was for 4,200. I queried it, but they told me that um, it was that price because um, the cam belt and the V-belt needed to be changed. Um, spoke to my wife. We agreed to finally go ahead and do it. I paid for it. It came to 3,780. I then noticed that there was, on the invoice, there was actually no mention of belts being changed at all. And I queried this with them and asked them, how could it possibly be almost exactly the same amount um, for a major service with belts changed and for a service with no belts changed? It's a difference of about 400, 400 then. Um, long story short, days later, I'm still waiting. I emailed them and asked them to drop a quote for me for that vehicle. Um, for the major service with the VIN number being inputted. Um, they bumbled and fumbled with it and eventually came back to me with a quote, which was for a Kia Sorento, a completely different vehicle on 90,000 kilometers. So I'm kind of at wit's end because I've called Kia Bell, I've called Kia Tokai, and after multiple attempts to try and get someone to call me back, they, they all come back with similar issues. Um, they can't give me an actual quote for that vehicle. Uh, for 180k. I was just wondering what I should do. Okay, well that sounds completely ridiculous. And also, I mean, either the car needed a new um, cam belt or didn't. I know they don't... um, I had this issue myself because I had I had a car with low mileage, and they said that you've reached this. It's it's not about the mileage; it's about the age, and these things get brittle with time. So you still need it, and whatever. And yes. I had a big pushback, but eventually I paid. So if they've decreed that based on mileage and or age, this car needs to have the cam belt cam changed, belts, yeah. then and this is why the service is around four thousand, and then they do it and don't put it, and that's that's a alarming in itself to be given a quote that's for a, for a different model with a different mileage is is unacceptable i i can't uh, suggest anything other than than asking me to emailing me all the details and 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 i'll have an attempt to get some sort of straight answer out of it but for me the biggest problem is they told you you were getting um a cam belt and that should probably be on 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 the documentation when you take your car and they normally put there and they what, they're the blocks, what they're going to do yeah yes. so it sounds at, you know it's a misrepresentation problem um that ashad so um if you've done all you can to get a straight answer out of of the dealership concerned um and you haven't got one then please feel free to email me okay so ashad what you're going to do is send an email to consumer at nola.co.za, which is spelled K-N-O-W-L-E-R, uh, and just put in the subject line Cape Talk Kia Service, and Wendy will keep an eye out for that uh, uh, if you'd like her to to query it with them for you, and uh, let's hope you get some results. Ashad, thank you for your call. Uh, we can squeeze in one or two more calls on 0214460567 or uh, voice notes on 0725671567. Um, can I just quickly revisit the issue of 
of telecom cancellations, Wendy. We did a whole show in <laughs> it a couple must. of weeks ago, yes. and the, the queries have kept on flooding in. We did say a while ago that the new system that they promised, the online cancellation system, is up and running, and in fact, they are now only allowing That's online right. cancellations, yes. correct? Yes. Okay, because we had an email from someone saying, my father wants to cancel his telecom account, went into a store to do so, and was told he can only do that online. Is that legal? Well, I don't know about the legality of it, but I, I, I hear her point that you've got an old person here that's not online. What do they do? What do they to do? Yes. Um, I would say if that happened, you'd think that somebody in the um, uh, store would help with that process. It doesn't the process, seem yeah. possible. So I think that's, I, I don't think that is legal, actually. There can't be only one um, format and, and, a, and a very technical one at that for somebody of a certain age that's impossible. So, um, and you know they have to make allowances for people who are blind and who are whatever yes, they, 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 must they be can't just say yeah. so. So that is a problem. Um, as for whether that's up and running, well, I don't really know how to answer that because I keep getting feedback from people saying it's either not working or it's very slow, and it I just I just not getting anywhere. And then yeah. I go back to the media office at Telcom and I get told no, it's it's it's. It's working. It's functional. Mm. And then I'm still getting, you know, on Twitter and uh, my email. So I don't really know what to say other than to say that I am fielding emails every day and just sending them on. And um, I think it's the media department is is being quite effective, at least in the ones that I'm sending them. They are dealing with. So I'm especially uh, prioritizing those cases where people have been trying to cancel or try, been, been, you know, six, seven, eight months. They've been handed over. Their credit records are impaired. It's absolutely yeah. outrageous. And and those are the cases that I'm, I'm prioritizing, obviously. Um, I'm, I'm sending as many through as I can. But but for anybody who's sitting with us, um, you know, that kind of financial issues, yeah. yes, as a result of not being able to get the cancellation processed, um, please email me and I will send it on. Consumer at nola.co.za. The spelling once again is K-N-O-W-L-E-R. Uh, it's been wonderful to have you with us oh, in studio, Wendy. Uh, thanks so much as always for being here. And uh, uh, thank you, uh, George, also sending a feedback for Caroline. That's a third person confirming FNB check accounts are the way to go if you'd like to access PayPal. So, Caroline, I hope that might be a solution for you. And I would feel very happy to know that you got your 6,000 Rand in your hands. Mm, so please do let, let us know if you're able to get it right via FNB. Wendy, we'll chat again next Wednesday. We'll do. Thanks, Pippa.